Well, it's good to be here today. I want you to turn in your Bible, if you would please, to the book of John. John, in your New Testament, John chapter number 6, if you would please, and uh, find your place there. And uh, I am so glad that you're, you're here today. I trust you come to hear from the Lord. I hope and pray that's the reason you're here today. In your Bible, John chapter number 6, 71 verses in the book of John chapter number 6, 71 verses, filled absolutely full of divine truth. 71 verses, absolutely filled with divine truth. Let me begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible said, after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. And when Jesus then lifted up his eyes, he saw a great company come unto him. Now, if you would please, we'll skip over just a few verses for time's sake. Look at verse 66, please. A great company, a great multitude was following our Lord. Just a few verses later, from that time, many of the disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will you also go away? Just a few verses in between multitudes following and multitudes leaving. How many verses would it take to run you off? Will ye also go away? Now, these folks have witnessed some of the greatest miracles in all of history and all of eternity. These folks have witnessed our Lord feeding the 5,000 with just, you know, a, a kid's lunch from Captain D's. Five loaves and two fishes. When I go down to Captain D's, I always want uh, the two-piece fish dinner. Somehow or another, I don't get the loaves, but I get the fishes. Can you imagine sitting there on the hillside, watching as our Lord takes just five loaves and two fishes, speaks just a few words, and then the disciples distribute enough food to feed 5,000 men plus the kids and the women. And I've been around Baptist churches long enough to know if you have 5,000 Baptist men, somewhere you'll have 5,000 Baptist women. 
And you get 5,000 Baptist men and 5,000 Baptist women together, you better build a large nursery. Can you imagine seeing our Lord just taking that lad's lunch? Can you imagine the, the thrill that, can you imagine the wonderment, the, the absolute amazement that all of a sudden these disciples distribute the food and plenty is left over and everybody eats to their satisfaction and 12 basketfuls are left over. Wow. That's found in this chapter. Can you imagine the bewildered, scared disciples in a ship tossed to and fro in a, in a hurricane, if you please, and suddenly off the bow of the boat they see a lonely figure walking, not in the water, but on the water. And some said, it's a ghost. And Jesus said, fear not, it is I. It's he who is altogether lovely. The one who multiplied the bread and fishes has now exposed himself to his disciples as being the water walker. Wow. I might want to follow that guy. Oh, can you imagine, if you would please, Jesus speaking to the Jews down at the synagogue in Capernaum and they begin to talk about how great Moses was and what great miracles Moses performed and Moses uh, uh, provided manna from heaven and Jesus said, uh, Moses did not provide bread from heaven, I am the bread from heaven. See, now he's going from the miracles into his message. Now he's gone from feeling good to preaching good. Now he's gone from preaching dogma to doctrine. And folk are not liking what he said. You know, everybody loves the preacher till I preach on tithing. <laughs> Separation. Sin. And now Jesus is not just walking on the water anymore. He's preaching the inerrant, infallible Word of God. And somehow or another, they didn't like his preaching. Look at verse 60, if you would please. In your Bible. And many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is face ripping kind of preaching. Ain't that what Andrew calls it? His disciples said, Wow, I didn't know what I was getting into. Maybe I need to be some other abomination, I mean, a denomination. Wow, this is hard. Sayings, who can hear it? And when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, 
have I hurt your puny little feelings? Or doth this offend you? Are you listening to me today? Will ye also go away? When somebody quits scratching your back, patting your feelings, pacifying your puny little thing, will ye also go away? Well, I don't like what the preacher said. They didn't like what he said either. To the extent that he said, will ye also go away? You see, the crowds were flocking our Lord because of his miracles. And then they were accused of following him for, his, for the meat. If I get anything out of this chapter, it looks like the folks are confused about what church is really all about. It's not about what you can get. It's about what you can give. It's not about what you can take home with you. It's what you bring to give to somebody else. It's not what he can give you. It's what you can do for him. And I'd like to just lay this on you. There's many Fairweather followers And I know we don't have any here today, but the question Jesus asked of this crowd is still pertinent today. Will ye also go away? I find in the chapter these things, and you'd like to mark them if you'd like, if you want to learn anything. The chapter speaks of multitudes in verse 2 and 5. Multitudes. Somebody says, well, I don't understand why in the world this thing is really not busting at the seams and everybody not coming to hear such a great preacher as Andrew. It's because we're 30 years old. It's because the new has wore off. It's because now we have a message we're not following him because of miracles and meat. It's because now we're serving him for who he is and how we love him. Not for what we can take home with us when we come to church. A church is not a place to get, it's a place to give. I see the multitudes. I see also the miracles in verse 2 and 14. I see also the meat in verses 26 and 27. Jesus said, you used to follow me for my miracles, but when I fed you with the fish and the loaves, now you follow me for the meat. Notice he said also, he has a message, verse 28 through 40, and he starts talking about the bread of life. He talks about eating his flesh and drinking his blood and, uh, and receiving him and believing on him and being raised in the last day and the message begins to cut across the grain. And then we see the murmuring. The Jews murmured in verse 31. The disciples continue the murmuring in verse 61. Verse 66, we see the missing. 
Verse 66 says, from that time, many of disciples went back, walked no more with him. Look around this morning. Look at the empty places. Where are they? We run out of miracles. We run out of meat. It's not fun anymore. More fun watching the ball game on television. Will ye also go away? When everything don't go according to your satisfaction. When everything don't fit your fancy. When everything is not a chill raising and a chill bump raising thing. And thrills your... Will ye also go away when we start talking about doctrine? We were out visiting yesterday, me and Brother Atley, and we went to eat. And I, just off the top of the head, I looked across the table and I asked Brother Atley, how long has it been since you heard a sermon on baptism? And he thought, he thought, he thought. He said, I've never heard a sermon on baptism. Have you? What would happen if I started talking about closed communion? What would happen if I started talking about closed baptism? What would happen to you if I told you that we don't accept alien baptism? What would you run to in your Bible to prove me an error? What if I preached a series of messages for a month on soul winning? Would you feel good about your life? See, when you take the tickle out of it, uh, when you get down to the nitty-gritty where the rubber meets the road, We see the missing. All we need to do is just look around. Most of the folks who leave our church don't leave because of doctrine. They believe because some, they leave because something else entices them. And I just want to ask you something. How does leaving Start one service. How does alcoholism start? By drinking a case? By drinking a fifth? Or one drink? Well, this is going to get better, so you can say amen. Okay, this is really good. It's really not going to be one of them kind of sermons. Would somebody say amen? amen. Even if you don't agree, say amen. It, how, the mission, it always begins with one service. And there's always a good reason to miss that one service. It may be a job, it may be kids, it may be vacation, it may be hobby, but we can always come up with a good reason to begin 
to miss. I see the multitudes. I see the miracles. I see uh, the meat. I see the message. I see the murmuring. I see the missing. And I, for 50 years, have seen the misery. If I'd only known. If I'd only thought. To go away from Christ is the greatest of follies. I mean, it's an amazing thing to me how that we forget how it used to be. Then we go right back to how it used to was. How crazy is that? How crazy to be redeemed and delivered, bless your heart, and set on the rock of God's salvation and have the word of God, a direction, a rule book of life, a, 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 a map, if you please, to live by, to bless your kids, to encourage your wife, to encourage your family, and then only to sink back and to leave Christ and go back to the same hog pen. How foolish. But preacher, I won't go back. I won't go that far. Really? Really? I don't know of one addict who began with the full intentions of becoming an addict. I don't know anyone who ever smoked the first cigarette and said, I'm going to give myself lung cancer if it kills me. That's not the way life works. And it is absolutely folly to leave and begin to follow the pursuits of the flesh and of the world. It's foolish personally. Here's the question. Verse 67. Will ye also go away? Verse 8. 68 is the answer. To whom shall we go? Even second best is still last. Someone said... Second place is not bad if you don't mind standing in line with losers. And to leave him is to join ranks with the losers. To become friends with the lost. To adapt and Embrace their lifestyle. Oh, it's folly personally. To leave him is foolishness practically. Because without him I am nothing. Without him I can do nothing. Without him I am lost. I am a loser, bless your heart. I'm a sinner. I'm a victim and not a victor without him. All you young families 
who's filling your life now with things that's bound to make you happy. Temporarily. Please realize to leave him is foolish practically and personally and perspectively. Without him, I have no future. Without him, my future is bleak. Without him, I have no hope. Without him, I have no help. And without him, I have no happiness for tomorrow. Will ye also go away? Will you join the ranks of the used to be or has wasers? It's foolishness to leave him. Jesus looked at the man who said, Soul, thou hast much good laid up for many years. Now eat, drink, and be merry. You remember what Jesus said of him? Thou fool. Thou fool. And how many folks who profess to be saved is living a foolish lifestyle? Left Jesus out, left God out, left the Bible out. And their kids watching every moment and every move they make. What is our kids going to think about church in the next generation? What is my grandkids going to think about church when they get old enough to become leaders? And what's going to happen if we leave now? What influence are we going to have on them? You say, preacher, this is not a Sunday morning message. It is this week. The Bible said that one who left God out of his life in hell, he lift up his eyes, being in torment. Will thou also go away? I have three questions that I want to ask in ten minutes. Number one, if you go away, where will you go? Number two, if you go away, what will you find? Number three, if you go away, will you ever come back? You say, I'm back on Sunday. Why you want me to do chrome your belly button? God didn't die for you just on Sunday. You expect more than that out of me. You expect more than that out of Andrew. Why should God expect more out of you? Well, I, I've got a problem. Yeah, you ain't, you're missing. You have chosen... to go away could I please ask you if you go away if you where will you go many come to the Savior get on fire for God tell us who've been here a long time I don't know how you made it before we got here you bring new ideas to the table 
Before we get them talked about, you've left the table. The road from Jesus is always down. The Bible says, and he went down to Jericho. I wonder if the road that you've chosen other than Jesus is the road down to Jericho. Oh, by the way, you do know what happened on the way to Jericho. You do know that they found that fellow robbed and stripped and naked and half dead in the ditch on the road down to Jericho. Could it be that you've chosen to leave him and now you're on the road down to Jericho? And if you don't believe Jericho's full of thieves, watch Fox News or Kitten News or Dog News or the Alley Cat News or the Fake News or No News. This world is full of thieves and robbers and demons that wants to rob you and beat you and leave you half dead in the ditches of this world. If you leave, if you go away, where will you go? Maybe the road to Sodom. Heard much about Sodom lately, have you? I'm embarrassed that's even a such thing as a bathroom bill. Dear God, what kind of mentality do you got to have to not know where to go to the John? I guess now we'll call them Julie's instead of John's. Pick that road. Choose, if you please, to go away from standards, to go away from righteousness. To go away from that which this country is built upon. Go ahead and choose that road. But I want you to know it's strong with sodomites in our schools. In our workplaces. In the homes. And you might ask Lot how much fun it is to live in Sodom. You said it won't affect my kids when the school has them eight to nine hours a day and the television has them until 10 o'clock at night and you may spend five seconds tucking them in and you choose to go away and take your own road 
which leads right through Sodom. See, now, some of you folks even get mad at me when I mention it. Because you are sympathetic with political correctness. Well, I know somebody and they're good folk. I know a good dog, but I ain't going to kiss it. Will ye also go away? Have you considered the cost? Have you weighed out the consequences of missing church? Taking your kids and teaching them throughout their life? The lack or the importance thereof? Will you also go away? That road may lead through the valley of Achor, the Bible describes as the valley of death. Some of them places we used to hang out are not the safest places in the world. Just a gun pointed an arrow. Drunken sot. And you could be history. Laying on the floor of some hangout. That today you wouldn't even think about going. The only safe road for the child of God is the one that's been walked with Jesus. Have you wondered why opportunity knocks once, yet temptation bangs on the door continually? Amen. Amen. If you go away, where will you go? If you go away, what will you find? Ask the prodigal son what he found. You young family and young folks, listen to me. I know you think I'm a square old man. I know you think that I do not know what I'm talking about. You think this is my first trip around the barn. You think I never raised a teenager. No, but I've had six raise me. I'm about ready to leave. I'm about ready to go away. Are you listening? No, some of you are mad at me right now, and I'm glad you're mad. That means I'm in your front yard. You say, well, I'm going to quit. No, you never did start. You've just been pretending all this time. And I, I just wonder... How are you going to like eating husk with the hogs? I wonder if you're going to be comfortable down in Sodom. And that's what you need to beware of. God's child should never be comfortable with the devil's deeds. Well, I understand 
It's a genetic deal. I understand that if your name is Roy and you get up one day feeling like Jennifer, it's okay to wear silk. That's how it started. I understand how it's so much easier to be politically correct and go with the flow. I understand. Now what you didn't understand is when you go away from following the Lord, what you're going to find on the other side of the fence. The far country always offers that which appeals to the flesh. And you say, well, it doesn't make any difference how I dress. Dressing starts in the mind. Starts in the heart. And it's a reflection of what you're thinking. And where you're going. And who you're going with. You can always tell when this gets wrong. When we start dressing down coming to church. Always. You say you're going to preach on it. No I don't have time. I said I'd be done in a minute. Anyone or anything that it entices you to sin is not your friend. Do you understand that? Everything looks good. Temporarily fulfilling. Fulfills the flesh. But it grieves the spirit. The best way to have a nervous breakdown is to try to fulfill your fleshly desires. And hang on to your spiritual conviction. The child of God will never find lasting peace and fulfillment away from Jesus. Lastly, I'm done. You say, I'm glad because I've endured all of this I can stand. If you go away, will you ever return to where you were when you left? What percentage of funerals that I do do you think are funerals of people who have gone away and I have to lie if I please the family at the funeral do you want me to lie about you when you die well he was a good old boy he was saved he told me that 27 years ago and I ain't seen him since he drank a little bit just uh, for his stomach's sake. And he only whooped his wife when she needed it. And the kids hates his guts. But he saved. Let not your heart be troubled if he's a sot, a crook, a pervert, 
In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He didn't live like it, but I'd have told you that anyhow. Many who go away do not plan to stay there. It's just a temporary trip to paradise. They think it's just a small thing to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. They have no intention of falling into deep sin. Our kids, one taste of beer, don't make them an alcoholic, but it sure opens the door to be one. One joint does not make them an addict, but if the devil can talk them into one, he can talk them into two. If they go to one party, what's wrong with the prom? I don't want to hurt your feelings, but it hurts me to see you establishing a pattern. See, you used to be faithful, but you've chosen to go away. Where'd you go? What are you doing now that you're there? Will you ever return? I know you've heard this. There's nothing new about it at all. But I was under the understanding the other day that if uh, that sin would take you farther, then you want to go. I think somebody said it would keep you longer and you want to stay. I think they said that sin would cost you more than you want to pay. Am I about right? If you left... Aren't you back to where you used to be? If you used to go three services a week and you're back to one service a week, that means you're one-third back. Hmm? Maybe that's why Jesus, he saw the multitudes leave Then he saw his followers leave. And then he looked at his 12 disciples and said, will you also go away? He said, I've chosen you. And one of you is a devil. Will you also go away? I thought I'd just drop by today to ask you.
Can Jesus count on you? Can Jesus count on me? I'm sorry, I just don't have any place else to go. And every other place I've ever been without Jesus, I didn't like it. And I don't think you do either. And our Lord says, come unto me. All yet labor and heavy laden. And he'll do what? Give you what? Some of us look like we need some rest. From the news of the day. Huh? I'm so tired of politics. I'm watching rerun westerns. I'm so tired of politics. I can quote most of the westerns I watch. When Andrew was just a little bitty kid last week. He liked Robin Hood. And he watched Robin Hood. I'm telling you I had Robin Hood coming out my ears. And Andrew would sit and watch Robin Hood and quote every line in that movie. He would quote it. Peter said, to whom shall I go? Watch this. This is wonderful. And I'm done. To whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And Peter looked at Jesus and said, And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. No, I don't think I'll go away. No, church may not be as exciting as a hunting trip to Colorado, but I think church would be a lot better for me than a trip to Colorado. Nope, church may not make chill bumps run down my back like it would if I jumped out of an airplane at 5,000 feet with no parachute. But I think I'll just choose church because it's good for me and my family. Nope, it's not near as exciting as driving around in my wife's 68 Camaro. Everybody looking and saying, boy, that's a pretty car. But it sure is safer being at church and loving God.